Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And we have a special guest joining us today, Dr. Trevor Wilkes. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Why don't you tell our audience just a little bit about yourself? Give them a little bit of background. Oh, geez. It's always a little (laughs) uncomfortable to talk about yourself. um, So I'm an orthopedic surgeon uh, here in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I I work with OrthoSensi. I'm a fellowship-trained sports and shoulder doc. So that means after orthopedics, we do an extra year in a specialty area. So for me, sports. And, uh, yeah, I've got a wife, kids, and uh, I'm fortunate to be where I am. That's Awesome. awesome. And, uh, you know, within that realm of sports, there's this injury that we've talked about in orthopedic surgery and physical therapy from way back in the day. It's the dreaded ACL injury or anterior cruciate ligament tear. And that's what we're here to talk about today. And you have some exciting new techniques going on surrounding the ACL, right? Yeah, we do, Matt. I think... uh I think when everybody hears ACL, it's sort of the dreaded three letters for sports injuries. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, it, yeah, I mean, everybody just, you, you hate to see a kid go down with ACLs. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been around for a long time. Orthopedic surgeons like myself have been treating this for, you know, 50 years now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were hopeful to talk today about sort of some new technology in the field of trying to repair the ACL rather than reconstruct it. Yeah, so you talk about the history, and, you know, our, one of our co-founders, Ken Rushi, was uh, one of the pioneers back in the day with Frank Noyes, and they were using some crazy materials and crazy techniques, like even Gore-Tex and stuff Ew. to fix it, right? Yeah, you're, to- you're totally right. There's a long history. Um, I mean, in fact, I think, you know, Matt, anytime there's a hard problem, people yeah. are going to try to be innovative and apply new solutions, so... You know, going back really quickly, there was research done that showed that when we just left ACLs alone and did nothing, we had we had a lot of people struggling with their knee giving out, swelling, meniscus tears. So then people got into surgery. Um, initial efforts at trying to sew the ACL together or repair it, which is kind of what we're talking about today, really weren't all that successful. 50-50 kind of at best. Um, but this is a, a long time ago where people were opening up the knee. Yeah. They didn't have as many instruments. Um, and so when the repairs didn't work, to your point, people tried uh, Gore-Tex. They tried taking ligaments from other parts of your body, oh, all yeah. kinds of things that we'll talk yeah. about. Yeah. And <clears throat> am I correct that it's a lot of the environment inside the knee that prohibits normal healing of being able to just suture the ligament? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and the answer is yes, you're correct. I mean, the short answer is to, to think about something maybe the audience knows, um, an MCL tear, a medial collateral ligament tear. Yeah. Uh, in sports medicine, we treat them all the time. And they heal, generally speaking, really well. In the MCL, the torn ligament, the, the ends will lay next to each other. Uh, it'll make a blood clot. Mm-hmm. The blood clot will send out signals that bring in stem cells. The cells will make new collagen, new tissue, new blood vessels, and the ligament heals. That's the way our body does it all around. But in the knee, in the ACL, the fluid of the knee, the synovial fluid, it gets in the middle. The ends are not opposed or touching each other. Mm -hmm. And and that process can't carry out. Right. Um, And and in fact, um, one of the, the seminal papers actually showed that ACLs try to heal. 
you can actually see new blood vessels and healing at the stumps, but like the stumps don't touch each other. Right. So then you end up with um, uh, incomplete healing and an ACL that doesn't work. He does a really good job at explaining. I feel like even I understood you right there. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's where now we need a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. We need a bridge between those two ends. That's kind of what we're talking about today is the bridge enhanced ACL repair. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Exactly, Matt. Um, I want to differentiate real quick. There's ACL repair, Mm -hmm. um, which has been around now for, gosh, at least uh, eight to nine years, Mm -hmm. where using modern arthroscopic techniques, surgeons will use the camera and stitches and try to sew the ACL either back together or back to the bone. So I would call that just primary repair. And now we're talking about like repair with augmentation or repair plus. And that's where this, uh, this implant called the, the bear people call it, it's an acronym for, um, bridge enhanced ACL repair comes in. Not to be confused with Netflix, the bear, not Netflix, the bear. (laughs) No, not the, not the, the revenant bear that no, Um, nothing bad. This is a, this is a good, a good kind of bear bear. technique for the knee. Yeah, exactly. A warm and fuzzy. Yeah. The good bear. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this thing, the the way to think about it is like an augment. So we still do the stitches. We still repair it. Um, but now we add in this implant and and what the implant actually is, is a, uh, collagen sponge. So it's made out of type one collagen and, uh, we soak it in the patient's own blood and then we essentially sew it around the ACL. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to my MCL analogy, it's helping to form the blood clot. It's help. It's helping to protect the ends of the ACL and then hopefully letting the body's natural healing process take place. Yeah. Now, going back, you mentioned that you soak it in that patient's blood. Is that done prior to the procedure or during the procedure, or what does that look like? Yeah, good, good question. I, I mean, just to talk through it real quick, and I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. I mean, the, the, the first thing we often do is put the camera in the knee and make sure that the patient's a candidate for repair because okay. not all tears are. Okay. Sometimes the, the tissue is, is uh, too torn or shredded or the tear is not in a place that holds stitches really well. Does age of the tear have a factor? It, it does a little bit. And I will say, to be honest with you, Matt, that's a little controversial. Okay. Uh-oh. There's been some, exactly. <laughs> there's been suggestions that if you get to these within, say, the first six weeks after the injury, yeah. think of it as like the, the pump is primed for healing. Sure. All the little sure. messages are in there and it's ready to go. Okay. Um, and, and maybe that pump's not as primed as a lot of time has passed Uh, although there's some surgeons challenging that and looking at new ways to make more people candidates but yeah age of tear the nature of the tear so first we decide can it be fixed Um, and then if it can be fixed while we're doing the stitching we will go ahead and harvest the patient's um, blood and get the implant ready Harvest the patient's blood. That sounds a little scary. That was a bad way of saying it, wasn't it? That's just an IV and taking a little blood. There from you go. That's a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> no vampires here. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of um, special equipment, length of the procedure, compare and contrast it to what would be common today in an ACL reconstruction. How does the bear differ from those? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the... There's a bunch of theoretical benefits, Matt, and yeah. we can talk about, and I don't want to take too long, but one of the major benefits is that the, 
the primary or the gold standard technique for ACL reconstruction in the United States right now, and it's a, a great technique, tried and true, it's a proven winner, mm -hmm. is taking the patient's tissue yeah. and remaking a new ACL, right? So mm -hmm. we call that the graft. Right. So that would be your patellar tendon, mm -hmm. uh, your hamstrings, or your quad tendon generally. Mm -hmm. So in this technique of repairing with the bear, you don't have to do that. Yeah. So a huge advantage is the, the young athlete or the patient doesn't have to have almost a second surgery to take a graft. So, yeah. so that's a pretty big benefit. And I can remember back in the days when hamstring grafts, and we were so excited because now we weren't harvesting the young female athlete's patellar tendon, and it seemed like that was a tremendous advancement in recovery. Yeah, you're correct. And I would say for the last 25 years, it's been a back and forth between what graphs the best yeah. and the pros and cons of the sure. different graphs, um, of which they all have their own. So this is yet another you know, nuance or layer to add to that talk that we can have with ACL patients. Yeah. Options are always a good thing. Agreed. I, yeah. So I know that you've partnered a bit with the company Mioc Ortho and are they the ones that developed the bear um, techniques or specialized um, graft? Explain a little bit about how that fits together. Yeah, they did. Um, th thanks for asking. But um, uh, Mioc is a, is a private company, although mm -hmm. I think it's important it was started with academic research, yeah. um, uh, a really wonderful orthopedic you know, clinician scientist named Dr. Martha Murray up in Boston. She started doing a lot of this research on why do ACLs not heal. Mm -hmm. She pioneered a lot of that research about that it tries to heal, sure. that it, it, it can heal if you give it this blood clot. Yeah. She did a lot of really cool research with animals, um, repairing them, adding these implants and then partnered with this company to bring this product to market. Okay. So the, the company's called Mioc, and, and they have, um, I think to their credit, done a, a pretty good job of applying high-level clinical studies. Yeah. So there are, there's about 36 studies going on, uh, 11 of them in peer-reviewed journals. They have some really nice uh, randomized controlled trials going mm -hmm. on that Funny enough, they're called the bear trials. Um, and People think and they're, they're trying out for like the new episodes, but... Oh, the bear, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. this is a little different. Yeah, enroll in the bear. Um, and, and so they're researching it, seeing mm -hmm. if, it, if it works yeah. that way. Yeah. Excuse me if you already um, mentioned this, but did they approach you to try this out? Or did how did you yeah, find good out question. about it? No, not at all. Yeah. Okay. So I, I um, well, for full disclosure, I think this is not supposed to be a, a personal story, but I, I, I tore my ACL playing <laughs> um, uh, college soccer a long time ago. Okay. And, I'm an ACL uh, injury too. Yeah, so, so many of us are. Yep, so many exactly. of us are. And, and I think my ACL did fine, but um, I've really struggled with um, – post-ACL arthritis. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. And so that the topic of how we lower arthritis in people after ACLs is a big deal to, yeah. to me personally mm -hmm. and then just to my patients. Um, and so, you know, the statistics are pretty bad. If you look at um, people who have ACL tears, you know, about 20 years later, 15 to 20 years later, 50% of them have clinically meaningful arthritis, yeah. which, is a, which is a lot, right? So I got interested in repairs okay. with the stitches um, and then, and then was, was sort of lukewarm on that. And then when this uh, implant came out, I, I approached them about, you know, interest in using their product. Very cool. Yeah. It's interesting you bring up the arthritis and, and preventing that. One of the things I was looking at with the bear and the recovery and rehab is it's a little bit more of a partial weight bearing progression than your traditional current ACL reconstruction. What role do you think that has in maybe protecting that cartilage that could have suffered a bruise 
during the initial ACL injury? And, and do you think that could be a factor in maybe delaying this arthritis? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and gosh, what a multifactorial sort of nuanced question. Yeah. Um, you know, why everyone gets arthritis, uh, why so many people get arthritis, I shouldn't say everyone, down the road, is, is no one knows for sure. Sure. We think some of it is the injury at the time of the ACL tear. Mm-hmm. We think some of it could be the actual ACL surgeries, which mm-hmm. are imperfect. Yeah. And we think some of it could be the abnormal biomechanics afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, perhaps uh, protecting that knee for a while could be helpful. I know, theoretically, looking at the bear procedure done in animals, mm-hmm. we do have clinical data showing less cartilage damage yeah, with the repairs so. when compared to reconstructions, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Yeah. And, and we got to follow that out in human people and see if sure. that really bears out to be true or not. Yeah, bears makes out. sense. <laughs> what do you think about the patients who have had a bear procedure and their post-op pain because there's not you know other tendons being harvested there's not tunneling those sort of other procedures that have to be done on a reconstruction yeah good question um it's certainly less than a traditional acl reconstruction mm-hmm. where you have to harvest a graft yeah it's definitely better yeah um i think to the point you made earlier um they are on crutches for four weeks mm-hmm. so we think that they're they're the strength of the repair right at the we call it time zero right when you do the surgery mm-hmm. is maybe a little bit less sure than a traditional reconstruction um, but those patients start catching up by four to six weeks pretty quick. Um, and then by six weeks, their rehab mirrors traditional ACL rehab. Sure. Um, so a little bit less pain, I think, but also a little bit slower at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but caught up by six weeks. Yeah, and it looked like early on, we kind of grade the, re- the rehab in terms of range of motion as well, right? We're not going for that full flexion, full knee motion right out of the gate. Yeah, you're correct. And we're, we're trying to respect the biology of that ACL healing, mm-hmm. um, letting the clot form, letting the, the, uh, the influx of the, the blood vessels and the stem cells and the, the fibrin clot and not wanting to disrupt that too quickly. Now, at the same time, we do work on traditional things like um, edema control, uh, full extension is still really imperative, sure. quad activation is still really imperative right off the get-go. Um, but you're right, gentle for the first four to six weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> As I was preparing for this, I was reading up a little bit, and I came across um, lower incidence of contralateral ACL mm. injury in people that have a bear versus a reconstruction. Theorize on that for a minute. What do you think's going on there? Yeah, that's a fascinating uh uh, topic, Matt, and one I'm really excited to watch bear out in the research. As no pun these, intended. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've done that a couple times now, haven't I? Sorry. We like it's all um, good. <laughs> At least he's um, consistent. Exactly. Slips there. Um, but yeah, I think it's really interesting. So the leading theory on that, Matt, is that you preserve the proprioceptive fibers of the ACL. Yeah. So that's fancy talk for the little nerves that help you know where your knee is in space and mm-hmm. what it's doing. Okay. And that we think that it's better after repairs than reconstructions and that by protecting that sense in the operative knee you're actually um, making the biomechanical movement patterns better and yeah. lowering the risk of injury in that contralateral knee yeah so that's the theory obviously sure. but sure it makes good scientific sense I yeah. mean, um, you know when you think about it that way nothing can repair the ligament the way it would if your body could grow it on the exact same geometry exact same you know, neurovascular bundle. I mean, all that stuff's intact. 
Yeah, so. you're, you're totally right. And when we look at um, follow-up MRI studies, we can compare it to the other ACL. And to your point, we, you want the orientation, the angle, those things, the tensioning to be as close to the way it was before. Sure. Um, and so those are theoretical advantages of repair. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll continue to watch that space closely, but it's pretty exciting. Will this change how partial ACL injuries are treated or ACLs that are just a little stretched or hyperextensions? What's that looking like? Yeah, that's a, a great question. I think yes, too, Matt, I do, because in the past where you might have only had a really binary choice, mm -hmm. um, full conservative treatment, you know, uh, leave it alone, uh, let it rest, heal what it can and rehab it, or full reconstruction, then, yeah. then there's a really you know distinct binary choice. Whereas mm -hmm. now we may have this uh, concept of repair with the the bare implant, and it's it's conservative treatment plus sure. this biological Enhanced. augmentation for the healing process. Yeah. So I think for certain athletes, in certain situations, it could be a good option. Yeah. Well, I mean, we really appreciate you being here yeah. talking with us. We love bringing direct access information to oh. our listeners. There and is, everyone guys. knows that they have direct access to come straight <laughs> to Oxford Physical Therapy, where we can get you in right away and save you time and money. And why don't you give our listeners a little bit more about yourself and if they have someone they may be interested in you know, having you see about this bear, how do they find you and where do they go? Oh, well, you're nice for saying that. Uh, uh, Trevor Wilkes, I'm, again, orthopedic surgeon at OrthoSensi. We've got a website and, and online presence with scheduling and such. But really, I, I just, I like getting the information out there. Exactly. And I, I don't mean it to be self-promotional in yeah. any way. Um, and, uh, and kudos to Oxford PT for getting this info out there. Thanks yeah. a lot for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for joining us. And we'll be talking to you guys soon. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!